Happy Valentine's Day. I'm out of uniform because I'm usually in the back there and hiding. So today I'm, I'm not able to hide. But today we're going to start off with 107, Love Lifted Me. It's an appropriate song for Valentine's Day. to Deep Creek Baptist Church uh, on a rainy day. Of course, that becomes, has been the motto this year. Um, I'm going to, I shared a little thing on Facebook this morning and I don't know if I'm going to date myself. I don't know if any of you remember watching Gunsmoke as a kid. And Festus, and Festus said, Matthew, I remember there was a year in North Carolina where it rained so much that the catfish climbed trees. And so, uh, you know, we've had a lot of rain, and we're going to probably get some more, and that's okay. You know, uh, there, there's a lot of jokes going around about that, but uh, come this summer when it doesn't rain, you, we'll, we'll be wishing for it. Uh, we have birthdays and anniversaries. Uh, Roy DePasquale has a birthday on the 16th, and Nate Wicker on the 19th. Uh, so... Are there any other birthdays or anniversaries? All right, let's sing happy birthday to these. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. All right, we're going to do 297, Majesty. Jesus, magnificent. 
glorified, clean glorified, Christ Jesus the King. time of our announcements, praises, and prayer requests, uh, there are, we're still collecting uh, for the uh, Pregnancy Center in Carthage. Uh, we have a box in the fellowship hall. Um, so if you would like to participate in that, you can bring some stuff and put it in there and we'll make sure that it gets to, to where it belongs. Uh, diapers, formula, clothes, baby wipes, and money. Um, we have been preaching about the sanctity of life. We've been preaching about how we should be examples to the world and to our community. And so by doing this, that's what we're doing. We're becoming an, not just people who talk about the sanctity of life, but who want to help those who have decided uh, that they need help with their pregnancies rather than terminating them. Um, and so that's what we're doing. Uh, when you leave today in the fellowship hall, there are the Christmas treat bags. Uh, I know it is Valentine's Day, and that's okay. Um, we did not get to have our Valentine's dinner as normal, but I'll take that bag as, as, as a down payment. <laughs> uh, never mind, but uh, please go get you a, uh, a, a bag on the way out. Um, so uh, they're, they're, they're a lot of, for me, they're a lot of fun and they bring back a lot of memories. So, uh, right. Okay. All right. Um, I would like to make a couple of updates on the prayer list. Number one, uh, continue to pray for Patricia Hollyfield and her family at the loss of her father. Um, number two, continue to pray for Rachel uh, where she's at in her facility. Um, uh, Tanya Connor is in the hospital again. Uh, she, she's my niece. She has Crohn's and she's had a flare up, so she's in the hospital. Um, also, uh, uh, let's see, I want to add uh, Donnie and Janet Wren to the prayer list. Uh, Janet is in the hospital. She's in intensive care. She had uh, several strokes, so keep that family in your prayer. Uh, also, uh, we would like to add Bodie Bauckham to our prayer list. Some of you know who he is. Uh, he's a very gifted man of God. Uh, there's definitely a calling on his life. Um, and what I would like to propose that we do is uh, uh, we, as a church, uh, send some financial uh, compensation to him to help him through his uh, travels and struggles. Um, he is having some heart issues, uh, and so um, I would like for us, as if that's something that we can do possibly, uh, to do that, uh, and we can talk about that after the worship service. Um, are there any other additions to the prayer list? Continue to pray for Benny uh, as he recovers from COVID. Uh, well, excuse me, as he recovers from Wuhan. Uh, pray for John Black as he recovers from uh, bypass surgery. Also pray for uh, John Wilson. Uh, he is still in the hospital. He's been in the hospital going on two months uh, with Wuhan. Um, and so pray for him. Um, he's about 42 years old. Uh, young man. Um, Pray for Bobby Wilson. Uh, are there any others? Yeah, just an update on my dad, Barry. He, uh, I think, I appreciate the prayers from the church. Having him on the prayer list for those of you who pray over it. He had a pacemaker put in last Friday. On Thursday, he had the incident. On Friday morning, he got the pacemaker. We went and saw him this morning. 
Amen. So he's had a lot of issues over the last four years. He's, he's getting old, but he's a tough old guy. He is not saved. He use all the birds. Okay. He's a new man this morning. I just appreciate it. Right. Amen. Any other? Jerry, if you girl keep me in prayer, I'm having two procedures done on my back this week. Okay. Any others? Kathleen asked me to put Duke Lisnick, five months old baby, who's having surgery. Okay. Any other praiser's prayer request? Right, right. Mabel is at home. Um, pray for her. Pray for Clayton and Linda Harper. Um, and uh, the list is, if they're on this list, we, we need to be praying for them. And then especially <clears throat> where you see the unspokens, um, there are a lot of unspoken prayer requests. Uh, I get them on a regular basis. Uh, and God's working. Um, we continue to get phone calls. Uh, you would be surprised. You, we, we getting, we're getting phone calls from all across the United States. People wanting us to uh, pray with them and counsel them, and you know, and the number one thing that we tell them is find a Bible-believing church and get plugged in, and let the let the the, the church let God's bride love on you and help you. Uh, and of course, this pandemic is 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 contrary to that. Uh, I have a card here from from uh, Roger and, and Bobby Wilson. Uh, your kind and thoughtful expression of sympathy is deeply appreciated and gratefully acknowledged. Uh, also have a thank you card from the director of Ella Dante where we made our, our um, donation. Uh, I'll pin them back in the back and you can read them. Uh, I, I know that with the time we have now and everybody, especially in our house that was that was sequestered, for lack of a better term, quarantined, locked down uh, for 10 days and then 14 more days, uh, you get on people's nerves. And it reached the three-year-old last night. He'd had enough. He got mad about something and he just made a profound statement, I quit this house. I will get me a tent, I will go in the woods, and I will live in the woods, but I quit this house. And uh, and I thought, yep, you'll go out there until dark. And when it gets dark, he's going to come in and won't pop because he's afraid Bigfoot's going to get in a tent with him. So, But, yes, I mean, that's where we're at. There's a lot of families, you know, they just, I quit. I quit the pressure. Uh you know, we, we are meant to be together, not 24-7. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, any other praises or prayer requests? Yes. this past week is the first week we've been COVID-free in quite a while. Amen. Amen. Uh, a lot of crazy things going on out there. Uh, the world we live in today is upside down and and it's backwards. And uh, I'm going to allude to that in a little while. But uh, any other praises or prayer requests? I have, I have praise. I think there's more people in the pews today than there has been in a few weeks. I know. I know. I know. I, you, you get to a certain point, you know, and you, you say, I got to go. I, I have to go. I have to connect. And uh, that's why I was sitting up here smiling, uh, because uh, it's it's great just to see people, but it's even even better to worship with each other, you know, um, and to see people that are of like mind and like beliefs come together uh, for the advancement of God's kingdom. Um, you just can't legislate that away. So, uh, any other praises, prayer requests? All right, if not, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you. Lord, we thank you today that we're able to come together. Not the whole congregation, but some of the congregation. Lord, that we're able to be faithful to you, 
that we're able to trust you for our safety, trust you for our all. Lord, I ask you to be with each one of these that are on the prayer list. Uh, Lord, you, you know their needs. Um, we lift them all up to you, Lord. We lift up Brother Bodie uh, and his situation. And God, we know that you're in control of all of this. Um, I find inspiration in the fact that that he finds lessons in this struggle. Uh, Lord, he's a, he's a man you've called and touched and anointed and, and we will pray for him and we'll pray for you to do your will. Lord, we ask you to, to guide us, open our hearts, open our minds so that we can worship you freely, that we can surrender to you now, our whole selves. Because, Lord, we understand that if there's one section of our life that we withhold from you, then we have not surrendered. And we need to be fully surrendered so that we can be effective for you and your kingdom. You have a plan for us, Lord, and may we accomplish it. May you not have to call us home because we have reneged on our responsibilities to do what you've called us to do. Lord, I ask you to open up your word to us. May we apply it to our lives. And may your word, like the Bible says, not return void. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Alright. This is going to be our offertory hymn. It's uh, 315. His name is Wonderful. you know things are getting back to normal when you have children's church. Uh, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 24. Um, this week has been an amazing week. 
uh, a lot of phone calls, uh, uh, a lot of a lot of ministry in different capacities. Uh, but there was a theme running through the week and uh, about the coming of Christ, about the end times, uh, about are we in the final hours? Are we in the final minutes? Uh, and and so I, I prayed. I said, Lord, I need you to help me come to an understanding. Uh, I need something that I can tell people that will put them at ease, but also keep their eyes and ears focused on you. And after reading and praying, and I've come to a decision or not the decision. I've come to an understanding, I guess is a better term to use. We have been in the end time since Jesus ascended to heaven. So with that being said, uh, today I'm going to talk about these end times based on what Jesus himself said. So if you'll turn to about verse 36. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And when and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field, the one shall be taken, and the other left. Two women shall be grinding uh, at the mill, one shall be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for ye knoweth not the hour that your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Let's pray. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask you to open these scriptures up to us. I ask you, Lord, to allow us to come to an understanding. There's a lot here. There's some controversy in here. And Lord, I just ask you to, uh, to let us see through and hit the spots that you would have us to hit for your glory and for your advancement of your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Nobody knows the hour. Jesus said not even him when he was on the earth. And we've all seen and heard of people who have predicted the hour of the coming of God. The end of the world so called. Why would anybody follow that when God himself on the earth said no one knows but the Father to give this idea the strongest Jesus claimed that this knowledge was reserved for the Father only if Jesus himself at least during his earthly ministry did not know the day and the hour it emphasizes the foolishness of any later person saying today's the day So when you hear people say, well, he's coming next Thursday, most of us are going to doubt, and rightly so. No one knows. Based on what he had told us about the abomination of desolation, we might have expected that the exact day and hour could be known. After all, Daniel set the days of Jesus returning as being exactly 1290 days after the abomination of desolation. In this, there's a dilemma. How can the day of Jesus coming be both completely unknown and at the same time known to the day according to Daniel? Who are you going to believe? The prophet Daniel or Jesus Christ? 
There's not an inconsistency here. There is not. Jesus says that His coming will be when the world is as it was in the days of Noah. Look around you. We are in the 21st century. We're into the, the second decade. I had to do me a little math right quick. We're in to make sure I was right. We're in the second decade of the 21st century. What was happening in the days of Noah? People were going about their lives. They were marrying. They were eating. They were partying. Solomon says there's nothing new under the sun. So what we have dressed up today that's being shoved down people's throats is the same thing that was happening during the days of Noah. Believe it or not, back in the days of Jesus, there were men who dressed up like women. And there were women who dressed up like men. And there were men that laid with men and women that laid with women. There were people so confused, they didn't know who they were or what they were. Kind of like today. That was happening in the days of Noah. And Noah set out to build an ark based on faith. See, in the days of Noah, it never rained. Well, that's not holding true for us. It has rained. We ain't, thank God we ain't got the 40 days and 40 nights and the birthing from the ground, but the ground's full. <laughs> uh, but look around you. What's going on? Good is evil and evil is good. What is right is wrong and prosecuted. And what is wrong is right and celebrated. You have men proclaiming that they can change the word of God. And you have a whole crowd of people following it because it must be so, so many people believe it. A lie is a lie. don't care how many people believe it. The word of God is the word of God and it cannot be changed. It is everlasting. It will not disintegrate or degenerate no matter who tries. And so as far as being in the end times, I think we are. I think we have been our whole lives. I know my grandmother. She said all her life she heard preachers preaching about the end times. I love my grandmother. She's never told me a lie. And I had to come to terms, especially this week, how can my grandmother make those statements all those years of her life and her never have told me a lie? Because we've been in the end times. We've been in the end times. Now, do we, do we will, excuse me, will we recognize some things? Absolutely we'll recognize some things. And I'm going to say something here in a little bit that's going to be pretty controversial for some, but for me it's not. And so anyway, uh, as in the days of the Jesus explained what he meant. Life was centered around normal things. Well, our lives are centered around normal things with a whole lot of abnormalities going on outside of our family focuses. I mean... The theory that used to be the land, law of the land of equal justice for all does not exist. The fact that the law is blind when it comes to justice does not exist. They were eating, drinking, and giving in marriage. How many of you have been to a wedding? How many of you have participated in a wedding? Hopefully all of you that are sitting next to their wives... Um, at some type of fashion or form but they're still giving in marriage we, uh, we want our daughters to grow up we want our daughters to find good men 
loving men, godly men, so that they can take care of our daughters and raise our grandchildren. We want our sons to grow up to be men. You notice I said men. We want them to grow up to be masculine. We want them to grow up to have feelings. We want them to respect women. We want them to love the Lord. We want them to follow the Lord so that they can lead their families. Because see, the salvation of the family rests upon the Father. He's going to be held accountable when he stands before God over the salvation of his children. And every couple that I counsel when they get married, I make sure that the, that the gentleman understands that fact. I make sure that the wife understands that fact. That there is a natural pecking order, for lack of a better term, set down by God. God, man, wife, kids, come on down the line. And that's done that for a reason. Because that's the way he wants it. Doesn't matter what I think about it. It doesn't matter what you think about it. That's the way God wants it. That's the way it is. A lot of men during the early years of their marriage will advocate their authority to their wives so that they don't have to deal. But when you grow up in a military family, there is no advocation. Dad is the head, dad goes off to war, mom fills in. I played in a father-son baseball game and my mom played because, and most of the moms played because our fathers were deployed. And them women waxed us. I still to this day am bitter over that loss. It wasn't just a bunch of women that beat us. It was our moms. idea is that things went on as normal you get up in the morning you fix your breakfast and your coffee you do whatever your normal routine is and out the door off to work or off to whatever profession you have as if nothing is going to happen it has been over 2,000 years since Jesus made those statements and people are going about their lives oblivious to the fact that there's coming a reconciliation one day. There's coming judgment. And no one is going to be treated unfair. You're either going to receive grace at the free will of God or you're going to receive judgment at the free will of God. My free will does not matter. God's free will does. Because I deserve judgment. If I receive judgment, I have got what I deserve. I have not been treated unfair. However, if I receive grace, that is God's choice. And I still have not been treated unfair. Because I got something I didn't deserve. That the coming of man... And, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. Those in the days of Noah were warned. And judgment eventually came. And to those who ignored the warning, it came suddenly and unexpectedly. They were warned. Noah preached for 120 some plus years and only eight people entered the ark. Here's the thing that I want to tell you. God sealed that ark. All the animals and creatures that were in it and the people, God sealed it. You know what that means? Nobody could get in. You know what else that means? Nobody else can get out. When we accept Christ and we become sealed by the blood, we have entered the ramps and onto the ark. And one day, soon, nobody knows when, he's going to shut the door of that ark. And he's going to seal those in it. And the flood of judgment is going to come upon this world. And people are going to get 
what they deserve. And some folks are going to get what they don't deserve. They're going to get grace. And right now the door to the ark is open and He's calling you in two by two or three by three or four by four or whatever. He's calling you. And it goes on to say that the coming of man, the Son of Man took, takes place at an unknown time can only be true if in fact life seems to be going on pretty much as usual. Just as in the days before the flood. Is life going on pretty much as usual? Do we get up in the morning and look to the east? Are we focused our days looking to the east? Jesus there's a lot of calamities coming and there's a lot of calamities that are coming that have never been seen before on the face of this earth we're seeing calamities now that you would not, never have thought but those are demonic in nature Jesus cautions his disciples to be ready for an unexpected coming. He says, Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what the hour of the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. The two men in the field, one taken and the other left. Jesus here pointed uh, to the curious disappearance. For those of us who believe in the rapture, this is the catching away at the coming of the Son of Man. It is two different events has to be otherwise scripture can't be fulfilled and I know I'm going to get some flack from this and I'm good <laughs> I am so good uh, taken is the same verb used e.g. In, in, in 120 17.1 in Thessalonians uh, 18.16 20.17 it implies to take someone to be with you and therefore here points to the salvation rather than the destruction of the one taken Somebody smarter than me wrote that. France. <laughs> not Jerry. Watch therefore, for you do not know the hour when the Lord is coming. Since the day and the hour of His coming is unknown, Jesus' followers must be on constant guard for His coming. We need to be ready. Now, we need to be ready tomorrow. We need to be ready the next day. We should be looking for Him to come take us any day. Now, here again is the second coming dilemma. And it happens. And some folks are one way and some folks are the other way. And I'm sorry, I happen to be this way. Isn't it an unexpected hour positively predicted? Yes. Isn't it business as usual or worldwide? Uh, Cladicism? Yes. Is it meaning? Is it meeting him in the air as First Thessalonians says? 4, 16 and 17? Or is he coming with the saints as in Zechariah 14, 5? Most of you who have studied understand who William Barclay is. It describes one aspect of the difficulty here. It is in two sections that they seem to contradict each other. First, in verses 32 and 35, seem to indicate that uh, as a man can tell by the signs of nature when summer is on the way, so can he tell the signs of the world when the second coming is on the way. The second section is verse Verses 36 to 41 says quite definitely that no one knows the time of the second coming. Not the angels, not even Jesus himself, but only God. 
And that will come upon men with a suddenness of a rainstorm out of a blue sky. The dilemma is resolved by seeing that there are actually two second comings. One is in the air for the church, commonly known as the rapture. The other is in the world coming with the church, commonly known as the second coming of Jesus. The contradictions in Matthew 24 and much of the rest of the prophecy are often solved by seeing there are really references of two returns of Jesus. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. We must not escape the emphasis. We must be ready because his coming for us is without warning. Jesus follows, Jesus follows with a few parables to drive, point the home, to drive the point home. Here's what I'm telling you. You need to pray. You need to read the scripture. You need to let the Holy Spirit guide you and find you where you want to go. If you believe in the rapture, amen. If you do not believe in the rapture, amen. If you believe that there's only one event for the second coming of Christ, amen. If you believe like me there's two, amen. My salvation is set. I'm going to get caught up in the air whether it is at the second coming or before the second coming. I'm going to be with Jesus for eternity. And I'm not going to argue with anybody over whether I'm going first or second. I will argue that I don't think I'll be here for the, uh, uh, for the tribulation. That's just my belief, personally. Now, with that being said, the signs of the age are here. Jesus can come at any time. Are you ready? Are you living your life like you're ready? If you're at work and... It's the first event. And he are you is he gonna take you or leave you? Are you gonna be watching it on the news or are you gonna be involved in it by disappearing? Imagine what the media will do that day when all of a sudden people disappear. Drivers of trucks and cars, children on buses, bus drivers, airplanes full of passengers, pilots on airplanes. Soldiers, sailors, not many politicians. <laughs> Everyday folks from around the world are going to disappear. I guarantee you somebody's going to say the aliens took them. Uh, well, they were all aliens of this world. We're not of this earth. Our home is somewhere else. We are ambassadors here. We need to act like it. Just like when Jesus was walking this earth and John the Baptist, behold, the kingdom of heaven is near. Guys, the kingdom of heaven is near. It is here. We don't know tomorrow. We're not promised the next minute. Our time here on earth is like a vapor. It's short. We preached about who has to, who's lost enough for us to, to witness to. Who's lost enough for us to pray for. Who's lost enough for us to tell them that the day's coming. The day's coming. There's a judgment coming. Yes, our God is a loving God, but our God is a just God. And he tells us in his own words that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And when you have the creator of the universe saying vengeance is mine, he doesn't make those statements unless one day there's going to be a reckoning. You know the warnings your dad used to give you? Boy, if you do that, I'm going to whoop you. The father of the universe is telling you, if y'all don't straighten up, I'm going to whoop you and you're not going to like it. The only difference is, is I'm going to punish you for eternity. That's a long time. So long that human minds can't wrap their heads around it. 
But we have a Savior who stands before God. We have a Savior who is our mediator. Several things we need to know as we close today. Number one, there's no name under the sun by which men are saved other than Jesus Christ. Number two, there's only one way to the Father and that is through Jesus Christ. And number three, heaven is exclusive and there's only one way to heaven and that is through the Son, Jesus Christ, the sacrifice on the cross and the resurrection. His redemptive work is the only way we can get in there. I don't have pure blood. I don't have a pure life. I cannot stand before a pure God unless I'm covered in the pure blood of Jesus Christ. Period. I get there through nothing of my own, only through His redemptive work and grace. Period. That's the same way each one of you get there. My mom could not do it for me. My father could not do it for me. My grandparents couldn't do it for me. I cannot inherit it. I have to do it myself. You have to do it yourself. Period. Today is the day. Today is the day. Let's pray. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. Lord, I ask you to please guide us as we go forward. Allow us to share your word. Allow us to let people know that there's coming a day of reckoning. There's coming a day of judgment. Coming a day of judgment. And Lord, you're going to be just in your judgment. And you're going to be swift in your execution of that judgment. Lord, we love you. I ask that no one leave here today without having made a commitment to you. Whether to recommit, Lord, whether to commit for the first time, or just to be near you and pray. Lord, I love you and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Our last hymn is going to be Because He Lives, 449. We're going to sing uh, verse 1 and 3. God sent His Son, they call Him Jesus, He came to love.
to uh, Brother Bodie's uh, ministry to help him with his travels and all. Uh, if that's something we want to do, uh, let me know. Um, and we, we can do that. Uh, I think it's something that we as a church should do. Um, like I said, he's a great man, guys. Uh, and, and I get a lot of inspiration from him. I know some others do. Uh, he preaches profound truth. And uh, and that's a great thing. Anytime you can help a brother in Christ who is in need, that's what we should do. So, uh, with that, uh, as you go out this week, uh, remind your friends that there's a judgment day coming. You know, that it's coming, whether we like it or not. You know, man can say, no, these things are, 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 are myths, and they can say they're fairy tales or whatever, but when they stand before God, they're going to need to go about it and confess Jesus Christ Lord and King. Now, once that happens, uh, most of them that have been shooting their guns off lately, for lack of a better term, are going to hear, depart from me, for I never knew And in my mind, they're going to get sitting in a chair like cattle, going to launch them off in the lake of fire. But that's just my mind. That is not, that is not good. Uh, that's just the way I see it. You know, when I was a kid and we'd pray, I used to think angry with dancing on people's heads and I was trying to keep it fine. But that's just, that's just me. Uh, and so anyway, uh, go out this week, pray for the law. Share your testimony with others and then when you need to, use words. Father, we just we thank you for who you are. We thank you for filling up more of the pews today. It's good to see our brothers and sisters back in church so we can worship you together the way that you called us to. We just thank you for all these wonderful people coming together and lifting up their voices, lifting up their thoughts, their prayers, exploring your word and what you would have for us in our community. We just thank you that we're able to come together safely, healthily. We just ask that you would make us a light on the hill in our community as we continue to push through what hopefully is the last months of the sickness. And we ask that you make all of our prayers a sweet incense to you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for sending your son Jesus to be our propitiation, die for us on the cross, that we may live in eternity with you, Lord. We ask for all of our blessings in Jesus' name.